Hello and welcome to Mosaic Life Church's podcast. We believe that everyone can find hope and healing in Christ. My name is Jack Gonzalez, the lead pastor here at Mosaic. and We hope that you enjoy today's message and you're blessed by it. At the end of the message, I'll share some contact information with you. If you do have any further questions, you can connect with us. Have a blessed day. This is Jack Gonzalez, um, lead pastor here at Mosaic. Welcome to church. We're so glad that you're here with us. God's doing a wonderful thing. We're just beginning 2024. And so today we uh, kick off a brand new message series titled Prayers to Pray. And no, we are not becoming Catholic. And uh, in case you're wondering, and I'm not going to give you any prayers to recite. That's not what this series is about. Um, but I do believe that God has given me some clear areas for challenge, encouragement, and direction in our prayers to God and the way that we connect with Him. And our central passage for this series can be found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. And I have it here in the NASB, the New American Standard Bible. And it says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in what? And in everything, by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, this series is not so much about me giving you something to repeat after me, but this series is about us gaining a heart and an understanding of what is available to us when we come to the Lord in prayer and really developing a prayer life and, and connection and intimacy, really gaining access to everything that he intended for us. You see, when Jesus died on the cross and he becomes your Lord and Savior, now you have access to holy. The problem is many people take the forgiveness of our sins and we're working out things with Jesus, Lord of our life, but we never, we never partake in the intimacy that God intends. The whole thing is about you having access to this. And this is what we're going to get into and in understanding this throughout the series. So with that being said, let's take a moment to pray and we'll jump into part one. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father, that we can gather in your house. These things are important to us. Thank you, Father, that we can come and hear your word and be a part of what you're doing. Continue to lead us and guide us and stir our hearts and teach us your ways. Father, we need you. Holy Spirit, go before us and speak to us. May, Father, I even step out of the way and you just speak and you just minister to your people. Let us each have moments where we say, God, I really needed that. Thank you. Thank you for unveiling that truth. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for confirming. Thank you for reminding me. Holy Spirit, have your way. Father, do a powerful thing today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Now, to get started, let me ask you this question. Uh, do you remember the very first time you swam in the deep end of the pool? Does anybody remember that? The first time in the, the deep end of the pool for the longest time, it had conquered you. It, it, it had, had intimidated you and it, it made you feel like, I don't know what's there. I don't know what I can experience. I, I, I do not know. I just, I'd rather stand and stay in the shallow end of the pool. I mean, it's nice in the shallow end. In the shallow end, it's, it's nice. We can have fun. I don't have, to worry. Oh, yeah, I don't have to be concerned about these things. But there is the deep end. Do you remember the first time when you fi finally conquered the deep ends? 
Do you remember that feeling of conquering the unknown? Doing something that you've never done and afterwards saying, I got a new story to tell. I conquered it. I finally got there. It was amazing. And, and I want to tell everybody about it. You know, at 18, I began scuba diving lessons. And after a few weeks of scuba diving in a pool, I got to scuba dive in the Monterey Bay. And it was this wonderful experience. All of a sudden, I got to see all these forests of seaweed and these schools of fish. And it really felt like this whole other world I had experienced. I had, I had, I had tapped into something that I had not known about. I had never seen or experienced. And, and, and it kind of almost made me feel like, man, maybe the stories of Atlantis are true. Or, 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 you know, it really took me to like the Little Mermaid. Like there's like a whole world here that I had not known, that I had never experienced before. And I came out of there saying, wow, wow, I, I got a new story to tell. But what if this year we didn't just have a new story to tell, but we had a new testimony to tell? What, what if we went deeper with God and God unveiled the spiritual truths of this life and, and God met us in the secret place and in that place... We had so much to tell and so much to testify that God is true, that his promises are true, that what he says about himself is absolutely true. What if we have a new testimony to tell? Pastor, does that mean I'm going to go through something really rough this year? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is if we do go through something, you better stay faithful to the Lord. Because life hits, that doesn't mean we bow out and say, God, I'm sorry, I can't. This life is, is too tough. I, I thought this or I thought that. No. See, what we're talking about here is the fulfillment of God's promises in your life. God has spoken some things to you. God has given you some dreams. God has stirred your heart in certain areas of your life. And God wants to bring some things to fulfillment in your life. He wants you to experience more of him than you have ever experienced before. And give you a testimony, something that you can shout from the rooftops, something that you can declare the goodness of God. Listen, here's what I want you to understand. A testimony describes God's faithfulness, presence, and love being poured out in the life of his children. This is what a testimony describes. I ask you, church, do you want a new testimony? Do you want a new testimony? Do you want to have something that God did inside of you that you want to say, God did it. There's no one else who could have fixed this. There's no one else who could have worked it out. There's no one else who could have healed. There's no one else who could have provided. There's no way it is only God. Do we want a new testimony? Do we want a new opportunity to boast in God? You see, here's what God has taught me. He has taught me this. The deeper that I go with him, the closer I get with him, the more he shows me, the more he works in and through my life. You see, the Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 8, come close to God and he'll come close to you. See, here's what happens. We need to each make a decision. I want to be closer to God. I do not want to stay in the shallow end of the pool anymore. I am ready to explore the deep end. I want to make a decision that I don't want just this surface level relationship, but I want more. If there's more, then I want more. I, I want that. And, and God promises that if we'll just come close to him, he'll come close to us. Listen, you and I have made many decisions in our life. 
As we look back, there have been plenty of decisions that you say, well, that, that was a pretty good decision, but there's also been plenty of decisions where we said, I really wish I wouldn't have did that, or I wish I would have made that decision, or whatever the case. We all have plenty of those decisions. But now is time to make a decision that will bring your intimacy with God to the forefront. Now is time to make a decision that, that this is what I want more than anything else in this life. And today I want to take a look at a passage found in the book of Luke. It's concerning two sisters who welcomed Jesus into their home. It's found in Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. The Bible says this. Now as they, Jesus and his disciples, were traveling along, he, Jesus, entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary who was also seated at the Lord's feet and was listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all her preparations and she came up to him and said, Lord, did, do you not care that my sister has left me to do serving, to do the serving by myself? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken from her. You see, both of these sisters knew Jesus. You see, both of these sisters were aware of the things Jesus had done and Jesus was saying and teaching. You see, these sisters, along with their brother Lazarus, were also very familiar with Jesus. And I would say this, I would say that there are a lot of believers who are familiar with Jesus. I would say that there are many believers who are aware of what Jesus has said and even are aware of what Jesus has done. But from what Jesus has done to their current circumstances, they cannot get past all of the things in front of them. And so they lack the intimacy that God desires for them to have with each individual person. There are many believers who are missing out on what this access means to us. There's a couple of things I want to point out here. Going deeper into the presence of God. And the first thing is this. You cannot go deeper if you do not value going deeper. If it, if it doesn't mean anything to you, you, you'll never get there. It's not an accidental thing that happens. If, if having an intimate relationship with Jesus is nothing important to you, then you can never expect to have it. You, you, you cannot. It is not something that accidentally happens. Listen, I, I really want us to get this. Listen, God will put you in position that somehow you're in front of the door. You're right there. He'll put you there. He'll, he'll somehow make a way. He'll, he, you're in church or you're in that Bible study. You're, you, you have all of a sudden this, this prayer. God's tugging. He'll put you in front of the door. But he cannot make you knock on it. He will not make you knock on it. You have to knock on the door all by yourself. He'll put you in position. He'll give you access. He'll give you understanding. He'll work out the situation. But you have to knock on it yourself. You're going to have to battle the flesh and the desires of the flesh. And your spirit must say, I'm going to knock on this door. 
You know, in regards to prayer, Jesus says this in Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Jesus will not make you seek him. You better seek me or else. That ain't Jesus. He will not make you knock. He does promise, though, that if you choose to knock, he will open the door. And the Bible says that he will reveal the great mysteries to you, and, the, and, he'll, and he'll have, you'll have this intimacy with him. That you have to understand, some people get so just, they get stuck, stopped at the work that Jesus did on the Christ and the forgiving our sins. Yes, you're forgiven. Yes. Why are you forgiven? Why would he send this plan? Why would he send his son so that you can have this intimacy? So that you can actually walk and live in this. And so many Christians are just comfortable with the forgiveness. I'm forgiven. Whew. But now, I have this available to me. The question is, are you going to do some knocking in this season? Are you, going to, are you going to get up from the middle of the show or, or the football game or whatever the situation is because the Holy Spirit's tugging at your heart and are you going to go sit in the quiet place with God? Are, are you going to get up from whatever's going on and you're going to go spend time with the Lord? Are you going to pencil God into your schedule? Now, some people think that's, that's kind of funny. I have to pencil God into my schedule. Listen, I get that you all are busy. I get that you got stuff going on. So yes, Pencil God into your schedule. You got to go to this appointment and you got to be there on time, right? You got to go and you got to take care of these responsibilities for this amount of time and you got to be there on time, right? You got to do that. Well, what if you also showed up with God on time because you put him in your schedule and it's there and it's you and him and nothing else happens in that time? And so we pencil God, put pen, pencil God into your time. Make that time with him. You know, as I, as I was a youth pastor, I would teach my youth about making prayer a priority with God. And, and, and I'll never forget some of these moments here. You know, I, I remember Cassandra Paz, our missionary, Jose Rojas, sitting over there in the back. And I remember when some of them were teenagers and we'd have this prayer time. And I set up a 4 a.m. prayer call and then we would get on the phone. We did not have Zoom at this time at all. And we would get on the phone and we would pray. Now, some of their parents were a little bothered by this because their children were tired for school uh, right after that. But after a while, the results that it would produce in them became far worth it. It's, it's setting some time that in this moment, in this time, I will seek the face of the Lord. I think, Stephanie, you were also some part of some, some of those too, I think. But I can talk to you about the benefits but it's you and I, we're the ones that need to place value on intimacy with God. We have to place the value. If, if, if we don't give it its value, if it doesn't have its, its priority, if it's not that valuable to us, you can never expect to have it. You can never look and say, wow, their relationship with God is amazing. Yeah, maybe that person values that. But if you do not value it for yourself, you can't have that. It doesn't, you don't accidentally, one day I'm going to have that. No, you have to value it first. 
It, it has to become that. I want you to look here at verse 40. It says, but Martha was distracted with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do the serving by myself? Then tell her to help me. See, we can clearly see what Martha valued. It's, it, you can see it here. This doesn't mean that she didn't love Jesus. This doesn't mean that she didn't have any value for prayer, but she did not value it at its highest. See, there are so many of us, we got a lot of things we got to do, and we got to get all these things done, and, 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 and that's great. We got to accomplish these things, and these things are so important to us. It's so important. I got to show up, and I got to be there, and I got to do it. And that's what value, that's what is most valuable to us. With Martha, we could see that she was a doer. Martha was a make-it-happen type of woman. Martha was a high achiever. Martha set goals. Martha made plans. Martha got stuff done. Martha was the one that shows up early. Martha was the one that stays late. Martha was the one that's got all her agenda, all her things like this. And Martha is a make-it-happen, gonna-get-it-done no matter what time. That's Martha. That's, 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 that's Martha right here. It's just intimacy with the Lord is not top of her list. doesn't mean that she didn't love the Lord. It means that intimacy was not at the top. Listen, there are many. There are many who love to do for Jesus. Because we could talk about it also on that end. That you, you love the Lord and you like to do for the Lord. You want to do this, you want to do that. You know how easy it is? And let's just talk about this in, just, in, in general with life and in ministry and every area. But it can be so easy to get burnt out in life. It can be so easy to get burnt out serving because we're so busy doing and we don't spend enough time just being in his presence. It's, it's, not, it's not that priority for us. Here's what I want you to understand. If you value going deeper, you will make time. You will. You will make the time if you value it. Have you ever heard the phrase, you make time for what's important to you? What if this year looked completely different for you? Completely different. What if you stopped and spent several moments throughout your day with the Lord? I said, you know what? I'm going to time out me right now in the Lord. Everything else, whoop, phone muted, off, whatever situation. Right? I'm just going to be me with the Lord. Or you spent one bigger, longer time with God and you shut everything else and you got into the, the, the secret place with God, wherever that is for you. You know, at the end of the year, see, at the end of the year, what would we do at the end of the year? We look back, and how did the year go? What if at the end of the year you said, wow, you know what? I can see that I made God a priority. Intimacy with him was so valuable that I put that first. Listen, it's, 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 not, it's not about how we start things. It's how, about how we finish things. It's about how consistent we are through the process. So do you value the presence of God? Do you value? Does it mean something to you? The tangible presence of God. I never want this to be a gathering or a social club of let's just learn what's right and wrong. The way that you can feel mist on a day that's misty. I want you to be able to feel the presence of God. I want you to be able to enjoy the presence of God. I want the presence of God to be able to change things in your life. I want you to see verse 39. This is this. And she had a sister called Mary, who was also seated at the Lord's feet and was listening to his word. You can see what Mary valued. 
You can see what was of utmost importance to her. Now, fellas, let me talk to the fellas here for a minute. Fellas, hear me, fellas. Hear me. Men, I know that there are a lot on your shoulders. I know that there's a lot that you carry. There's a lot of weight that you can hold down. There's a lot of things. You are tough, and you're going to make it happen, and you can do it. But intimacy with the Lord is worth it. You got people counting on you. You have your responsibilities. You got to do what you got to do. But I'm telling you that intimacy with the Lord is worth it. You will be able to handle what you got to handle greater if after coming out of time with the Lord. That's the way it works. Try leading your home spiritually without God. Or try leading your home spiritually with God. Lead, lead like you know him, like you've experienced him every day. Lead like he speaks to you. Come on, fellas. And ladies, let me say this to you, ladies. I know you're busy. See, this is, this is the thing about fellas. Fellas, we can, we can hold a lot of weight. But ladies, you can run circles around us. That's the truth. That's the truth. Like we can do one good thing, one thing at a time. You could do three, four, five things at a time. That's the truth. Generally speaking, that's how it is. And I get it, ladies. You got your responsibilities. You got your family. You got your home. You got your work. You got your mid. You got you got your, you got all kinds of things, ladies. And you gotta make it happen, ladies. You're gonna make it happen, ladies. You find one way or another to get it done. That's the truth. You will find your way and it will get done and it's, it's, just, it, it's going to happen. But doing this with the Lord. Have you ever had the moments where you just say, I need a, a grown-up timeout. I need a breather. I just, I just, I just, I, I got to step in. I can't let them see me. And you come to that place with your own family. I, I can't let them see me that right now I'm just, I'm just all over the place. And, 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 and you're just feeling you're feeling like the responsibility is conquering you instead of you conquering the responsibility. What I'm telling you today, what God's word is teaching us today, that if you'll spend the time in the intimacy with God, here's what you'll find out. That in God's kingdom, one plus one does not equal two. Because that's what the world teaches. One plus one. So if I do this, then I get this. If I do this, then I'll get this. And, and, and that's, that's it. But in God's kingdom, one plus one will be three. Because here's what happens. You spend time with him, you still got all the same responsibilities, but God's favor is now released in your life. Because you've spent time with the Father. You have this intimate, and from there I move. From there I do what I need to do. And God will do it in your life. He is faithful to this. He did not just do this so that you can be forgiven and, and just live the, the, that. But he came to give you this. He came to give you this. This is what was on his heart. This was his master plan to, to give you access to this. And so many Christians, they miss this. They miss this. We must value a set-apart time with God. And I promise you, those mountains won't look so big. Your day will feel more conquerable. In Jesus' mighty name. Again, I say it. You cannot go deeper if you do not value 
going deeper. The second thing that I want to say is this. When you seek God, you are doing the one thing he calls necessary. There's a lot of things in our life we say, oh, I, this is necessary. I got to do this. But Jesus says this. See, it's one thing for you to believe that it's necessary, and it's a whole other thing for God to call it necessary. Listen, let me ask you this question. Do you believe that God knows better than you? Do you believe that God knows better what you need than what you think you need for yourself? Do you believe that God's ways are higher than our ways? Do you believe that God sees you in your situation and your life and your family and the things you go? Do you believe that he's a good God and he's a faithful God and he wants to work in those areas? Do you believe? I want you to see verse 41. It says this, but the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and distracted by many things, but only one thing is what? Necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. We got all the things that are necessary. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to be here at this time. I got to take care of this. I got this responsibility from these hours to these hours. I got to do. And Jesus says there's one thing that's necessary. There's one thing that should trump the rest. And from that place, everything else will get done. That's why he says in Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. You will not miss a thing by spending time with God. You will be able to do greater the things on your plates and the worries and concern of this life because you spent time with God. I want you to see this. There are a couple of points, quick things that I want to share with you as we close out here. There is a lot needed each day, but there's one thing that is absolutely necessary. First, stopping my day and seeking my heavenly father. Secondly, quieting my soul so that I can hear his voice. Thirdly, having this desire to go deeper into his presence more than the day before. I think I missed a more in there. But to, to, go, to go more than the day before, God, it's been great. It's been awesome. Wow. But, to, but today I want, I want more, God. But God, God today I want more. He's not, he's not saying, well, no, enough for you. That's enough intimacy with you. That's enough. No, he's not saying that. He's saying if you're asking for more, I'll give you more. If you want to spend more time with me, then I want to spend more time with you. That's the way that our Heavenly Father works. If you want more, hey, I want to give you more. He is in no way saying, hey, you reached your limits. He's not sending you a message, hey, you hit that 75% mark of intimacy. Oh, you get the next text message. You hit the 90% mark of your, your, your package of intimacy with you. No, he's not saying that. He's saying, you want more, here's more. You want more, here's more. See, few understand intimacy with God because few have taken the time to experience it, to seek after it. And you know when you finally do? When you finally knock on that door and you step in and you experience God. And I'm, and, I, and, I, and I'm telling you, the way that you can feel mist on your face, the way you can experience the presence of God, when you finally get to that place, you look back and say, oh my goodness, I was missing this the whole time. I didn't know it could be this good. 
I didn't know that this was available. I didn't know that, yes, you came to forgive me, and yes, I'm going to go to heaven, but, but this is what you intended, that there would be this closeness. Jesus says this is necessary. The question should be, why does Jesus say this is absolutely necessary? Because we are trying to fight battles on our own. Well, God, I know these things and I know that things. Yes, but he's saying this is necessary. You want to be able to stand firm? You want to walk into the things that God has for you? Then you need this. It is absolutely necessary. You want to see your kids walk in their purpose. This is necessary. You want to see your marriage whole or healed and strengthened. This is necessary. You want to see the things in this life, the dreams, the desires, the things that God has put. This is necessary. In Psalm 14, verse 2, the Bible says, The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. Let me tell you a little bit about Psalm 14. It's really this community lament in which the people of God mourn the fact that humans in general do not seek after God. Now, people in general, they're not, they're not going to seek after God. But the church, we must seek after God. You know, sometimes as a church, I, oh, I feel this way right now. I feel like we're on the verge we are on the cusp, if you will, of revival. Like, I feel like we're right there. That God wants to move powerfully in our gatherings. And we all understand that the church is not this building. We can meet in this building. We can meet in another building. But the, the, the church is us all together. We matter. We matter. We are his church. We are his local body. It is us right here. The people gathered in this room. We are his church. And I feel like we're on the cusp of revival. We're right there. But within each of us, revival has to start within each of us. We have to say, God, I'm done with those things. I want more of you. I want to go deeper in your presence. I am choosing this. I am placing a value on this so great that I understand your words when you say it is necessary. It is necessary. And as we come to that place, I believe the Spirit of God is going to move powerfully, but we have to do it. It cannot just be me, our leaders of our church. It must be us all. God, this is necessary, and I want you, and I want more of you. God, would you take me into the secret place? I'll knock on the door. God, thank you for what you've given me access to. Now I want access to it. I want to walk in that access. In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17, it says this, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. You know, my wife and I, we have changed our prayers for our kids and our lessons for them. You know, you got your kids, you, you teach your kids lessons. That's what we do. You got to teach this, you got to teach that. All, you know, it's, it's never ending. Um, but our, our prayers for them have changed, and even our lessons for them have changed in the sense that more than anything, what we pray for them is for their own supernatural encounters with God. 
And we, and we pray this consistency so it has followed up into our lessons. And so now in our lessons, it's not just always teaching about right and wrong. And certainly we're always teaching what's right and wrong. But it's now it, the, the lesson has shifted to how do you find God in your situation or the decision you made or the outcome it produced? How do you find God? And now we're teaching them how to find God in whatever happened or however it went down or who said what or whatever it is. And you know what this season has done? It has also changed the way that I pray for you. You see, I'm your pastor. I love you all, and I get on my knees before the Lord, and I intercede for you. If this is your home, then you're under this spiritual covering. And I come before the Lord, and I ask him for some very specific things for you. I pray... I pray that each of you would have this encounter with him. I pray that in your homes and as you meet with him and as you stop what you're doing, that you find him, but you find him, like really find him. And, you, and, and there's something tangible where you walk away and you say, I have a testimony to tell because God came and he met me. I pray that over you, that God came and he met you. I pray, I pray that God strengthens you in your faith and your walk with the Lord and in the spiritual battles. I pray for you to be protected against the evil plans of the enemy. I pray that we would all go deeper in his presence. I pray for your homes. I pray for your families. I pray for you individually. If you are part of this home, this house of the Lord, then I, I pray this spiritual covering over you in Jesus' name. Every single day, there's not a day goes by that I do not pray for you. I don't say that to take any glory. Let me step out the way. I say that because that's his heart for you. He wants this with you and him. Do we want to go deeper? See, the truth is, and I'm going to close with this thought. I'm going to give you this challenge here in a moment. If we did a poll, many of us would identify as the Martha and not Mary. Because we got to do what we got to do when we got to get it done. And it's by this deadline and this is what's going on. And Jesus tells Martha, but only one thing is necessary. Just one thing. And from there, your life will flow. From there, the favor of God is released. And you need to be faithful and you need to be consistent. Life will happen. Things will come at you. These are not God's fault. This is the life that's in this flesh. But you need to stay faithful to the promises of God because he is good. On the other side of it, you will find the hand of God. On the other side of it, you will find your testimony. You will be able to shout it from the rooftops. I endured. I stayed faithful. I held his hand. I didn't let him go. And he showed me the goodness of God. I can tell you about the goodness of God. Church, would you stand with me? Here's our challenge. There's no challenge. Put Jesus on your calendar five times this week. I want you to intentionally pencil Jesus in. Intentionally do it. 
if you do not value this, it won't happen. But if this means something to you, you're going to put them in your schedule. Why should I have to? Why should anybody have to put Jesus in their schedule? I'm telling you, put him in your schedule and let's go from there. And secondly, during that time, pray, Jesus, take me deeper into your presence. I'm knocking on the door. I want, I want, I want, I want. And let him open the door to you just as he promised and let him unveil what he has for you. Let him strengthen you there. Let him bring you peace there. Let him do his good work in your life. Let him remind you who you are and whose you are. From there, you gain ground. In Jesus' name, join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you as your sons and daughters. Father, we need you. Thank you for your love in our life. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins. But thank you, Father, for giving us access. Father, we want to walk in that access. We want to live in that access. We want to do life from that access. We hear you loud and clear when you say it is necessary. So let us begin from there and do this and take care of this and let the rest of life flow. Are these other things really necessary, but they are taking up my time with you? Father, I pray your blessing. Do a powerful thing in this house. Do a powerful thing in the lives of your children. We're here today. We've come to seek your face. We've come to gather, Lord, to hear your voice. We hear what your spirit is saying to us, and we receive it. In the same way, we also come to a place of confession. Forgive us. Forgive us for everything that we have made our relationship with you about. Forgive us, God, for what we have made church about. Forgive us, God, and let us come to the place and recognizing what is necessary and putting value on it, making it a priority, and stepping into it. God, today, as your church, we come in confession. Forgive us. Forgive us. And let us begin to walk with you hand in hand and close let us have set aside time where nothing else is just us and you father in jesus mighty name let it be said of us like mary that we are doing what is necessary and it will not be taken away from us in that same way i come against the principalities of darkness the evil rulers of this world the spiritual the demonic the the evil in this world the, the devil who wants to come around like a roaring lion looking for believers to devour i cancel his plans in the name of the lord jesus christ and i speak your covering father your covering over your house you're covering over your people father and i pray god that you would work in and through them and you would give them in an experience intimacy with you the way that we can feel the mist on our skin lord i pray god for this tangible experience with you and that you would meet them the way you promised to meet them and we would come before you god humbly as servants, not with pride, but as servants, we come humbly before you. And we ask God for more of you, more of you, more of you. Take us deeper. Help us to see as you desire us to see. Help us to hear as you desire us to hear. And may we bring honor and glory 
to your name. So, Father, we pray, take us deeper. Take us deeper in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Church, I just want to take a few minutes. The worship team is prepared to sing this song, and I just want us to have some time with the Lord. Some of us, we need to come and really make a decision and say, you know what, I'm not, I'm choosing not to be Martha, but I'm choosing to step in and be Mary, if you will. That I'm going to make this valuable. And we're just going to set some time. You want to come up here to the altar. Come and worship the Lord. Come and meet Him. Come and lay it down. If you've got something else going in your life and right now you just feel like your heart is heavy, also come. If, 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 if there's, there's anything that you say, I, I just need some prayer, come. If, if, if there's something, you just want to come and worship and declare, then come and declare at this altar in the presence of God as the body gathers and come and declare who He is. Find the freedom to worship God. Break off the, the chains of, 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 of being, uh, you know, uh, too comfortable with a certain thing or, 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 or what's that going to be like. Or what's, it's time to dive. Get out of the shallow water. Come and dive into the deep ends. Come, come and experience all that God is, all that he has for you. Shake off the rust. Shake off the, the chains. And in Jesus' name, walk in the things that he has for you. He loves you dearly. He loves you. Let's take some time. We're going to worship. Hey, Pastor Jack here. I hope you enjoyed today's message and were blessed by it. If you did have any questions or prayer requests or wanted to connect with us further, I did want to share with you our email address. You can certainly find more information about us at mosaiconline.org. If it's in Spanish, mosaiconline.org slash es. Um, but you can also email us here. You can email us at helpdesk at mosaiconline.org. That's helpdesk, H-E-L-P-D-E-S-K, helpdesk at mosaiconline.org. And you can send your message to us right there. We'd love to connect with you. That messages will get forwarded over to me and our team, our pastors, our staff, and we would love to help you and pray with you and come alongside you. God bless you.